Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Mark Henry and I on 9-11, of course, we always remember, we'll never forget the tragedies that took place just 19 years ago on this day. And we try to stay positive on this podcast today, talking about our world of professional wrestling, but always remembering and never forgetting what took place 19 years ago. And we talk about the world of wrestling as we always do on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday with our good friend Justin Labar. That's right, we go really far while he plays guitar with Justin Labar with our Rumor Roundup. And we try to stay as positive as possible on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Always around this time and... You know, to to me, this this date, you know, September 11th should be, you know, uh, a day that should be more remembered. And you know, I can't believe it's been 19 years. It's it's crazy yeah. when you try to wrap your your head around it, Mark. Um, because you know, I know for myself as a 49 year old, my life was a lot different. And you know, September 11th, 2001, and I was just starting in radio, and I was working the overnight shift at a, a radio station in New York. And I just left work at 6 a.m. that day. So as people were coming into the city, I was leaving the city and then waking up to the horrific news. And, you know, you think you think of, you know, the people that were lost that day, you know, the the you know, the you know, Andy Cohen actually tweeted this out and he talked about like what happened September 11th. You know, in 2001, and he and he said this, uh, and he and he tweeted this out last night. Last night, and he said, on this night, 19 years ago, 246 people went to sleep in preparation for their morning flights. 2,606 people went to sleep in preparation for work in the morning. 343 firefighters went to sleep in preparation for their morning shift. 60 police officers went to sleep in preparation for morning patrol. Eight paramedics went to sleep in preparation for the morning shift of saving lives. None of them saw post 10 a.m. September 11, 2001. In one single moment, life may never be the same. And it's so true. Those people who lost their lives that day, the thousands of people who lost their lives that day, when they went to sleep the night before, they were preparing just as if it was going to be just a normal day in their lives. And, you know, our lives, Mark, changed forever that day, you know. We're going through these struggles right now during this pandemic. And I think we all, we're all prepared that when this is all over, that life will never be the same. Those people who went to bed that night had no idea of what was going to come just a few hours later. And our lives change, are changing now, and our lives changed forever 19 years ago. Um, you know, life was never the same as it was September 10th. 2001 and you know we came together as a nation and 
unfortunately, during these times, Mark, it's the opposite that's happening. I, I see fractures, fractures in our nation and in our society. And uh, as, as a country and as a nation, Mark, we, 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 we came together as one. And I see the opposite happening now. I, I mean, if there was ever a reminder of what we could do as a nation, it's today. And I, and I hope, you know, we find some, some way to come together because that's exactly the opposite that's happening now. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, man, just sitting in the hotel in Houston, Texas. We had just got done with a show. And I saw the plane. The news came on, and it's probably like, man, I can't even remember how early it was, but it had to be like 7, 8 o'clock. And I just thought the worst. I was like, wow, what happened to that plane? Like, it, it, it hit a building. Maybe the, the, the engines went out. You know, I was, it was, everybody was speculating. Nobody knew what happened. And then all of a sudden, you see another plane hit. And that's when it was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like, I was in complete shock at that point, and I wanted to have some understanding. And I think that I was not the only one. I think everybody in the world was kind of shocked. Like, that didn't just happen. That Please tell me that was a movie or something. Um, it just, I just got this anxiety all over again, just sitting here in this moment. Like, I could not believe that. I was in... There are people that lives have never been the same after that day. And godly, I, I pray for all of those people that were affected. And even for all of us, should be praying for ourselves because the moment that we're living in is just as traumatic. Yep. And we were able to, to get through that. And we're going to get through this too, Mark. Uh, but, you know, please remember all the, the people who lost their lives that day on September 11th. And, you know, the people, like you said, that are still struggling and the people who lost people. Somebody who is um, uh, a friend of the show and has been on this uh, show many times, you know, Thea Trinidad, uh, Zelina Vega, um, lost her father at 9-11. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people on this date are going to go to the memoriam in New York City. Uh, because, you know, the names of the people who were lost, the World Trade Center are, are etched in that stone. And uh, it's just it's a, it's a day that if you live through it and, you know, those that, you know, there's a, it's it's amazing to me, Mark, you know, because it's 19 years ago. There's so many people, people who are listening to this show right now that weren't even alive when this happened or are too young to remember when yeah. this happened. But for those who lived through it, especially, the you know. People who are lost, the you know, loved ones and family members and and friends. You know, this is this is a day that you know you you know you remember every day. But they use they always say never forget and don't ever forget what happened that date on September yeah, 11th. They they also said that they didn't want people uh, to come down to the uh, World Trade Center that you know to the sites, um, which I thought was. I understand it, 
But if if that's kind of a pilgrimage that you make for the last 19 years, you imagine how hard it would be to tell somebody not to come and pay homage to the person that they loved and lost. That that would be very difficult. Yeah, that would be hard. And it's this is very trying times. And, you know, we went through those struggles 19 years ago and we're going through these struggles right now. And I just we I. I remember the, the the hate and the fear and, like you said, the anxiety and the sorrow of that date. But then you also saw the nation come together. I wish that could happen now, Mark. I wish, you know, people could come yeah. together and listen, you know, for the better cause of all of us. And this is not just, you know, nationwide now. This is worldwide. So, yeah. You know, and I, I wish, too, that. Not only can we come together, but we can come to an understanding that the world needs to change. Yeah. You know, like we all changed when that happened. I remember going to the airport the next day and life as I knew it through travel had changed immediately. Take your shoes off. There was no such thing as taking your shoes off before that day. Yep. There was no such thing as, you know, the metal detectors. I, I've, I've got all the way to my gate before and realized, oh, my God, I have my gun in my bag. I have to go back to my car and take, put my gun in the car. Like, it was like, it was way different. You could take a flight in 20, in less than, in 20 minutes. Oh, you could get uh, to your flight I, I, 15 I go minutes to Detroit. before. Yeah. I, I want to go to Detroit today. You just go to the airport. Hand them a, a pay sheet or uh, pay for the money. Get on a plane and go. It was different. Life changed. That's what needs to happen in our society today. We need drastic, unbelievable change. And if that happens, then we can come. Everybody will come to agreement. I'm. I'm just really feeling like. Um, People think that, well, well, let's wait a little while. This will all just go away. It's not going to go away. People are getting treated completely different. It's like you're a foreigner somehow. I'm tired of feeling like a foreigner in my own country. In my own country. There needs to be drastic change. It's got to start at the top. It's got to change drastically in order for people to really understand the gravity of how your friends that look different than you are treated. It's got to change drastically. There's just no other way around it. And Mark, you're right. Like, um, the world changed. Like you said, the next day, you as an athlete that was traveling at the time, it completely changed. Your world changed. And there was inconveniences, but you dealt with the inconveniences because you know the gravity of what just took place. Yeah. Um, I think that's the same thing now. People have to understand, like, you're, the, the world is different. This is this is not the same world as it was in February. You know, there, there are things that are it's never, different. ever going to be the same. They're never going to be. So just like we did 19 years ago, understand those things. And we and we have to we have to get together as a nation, as a country, and as a world. We have to get together. But you know, on this date, Mark, you're right. I mean, just to remember the people that that lost their lives on September 11th. We always do this. I mean, I can't believe next year we're going to be talking about 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. 20 man. years since the, since you know 
Oh wow, it's it's. Uh, but just remember, just in the back of your mind, or in the in the front of your in front of your mind, on the tip. Say of your a tongue, prayer today. Yeah, please, please. Just, just say, say a prayer, prayer for everybody for you know to change uh, now, and for all the people that suffered uh, during September 11th with losses to their families, and you know we're a family. We talk about the nation and. Uh, how much we respect each other, and we're going to talk about it in the show. We had a birthday in the nation. Yep. Like, we, 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 there's going to be good. There's going to be days where we smile, but but don't forget. Yeah, don't forget. Never forget, as they say. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Some big ratings for both AEW and NXT. NXT, uh, you know, what, over 800,000 people tuned into NXT on Tuesday. And Wednesday night for AEW, over a million viewers for AEW. So, man, I, I, I don't know. I'm enjoy- I, I, I wish they were on different nights. I really Yeah, do just wish- keep it this way. Yeah, keep it this way. It's like there's nobody, there's no loser in the war if they keep it like this. No, the the the, the war was won by AEW, and now you just go on and say, okay, they won. You know, let's all win now and just put it on, leave it like it is, like Tuesday and Wednesday, man. I like it. I really do and I, like I it. I think the ratings are going to go up. I think the ratings are the last two shows of NXT and the last two shows of AEW have been really good. They really have. So you're carving out a time now that you don't have to watch eight hours of wrestling in a night because that's, that's been my Wednesdays. Waking up on Tuesday, I mean on Thursday has been rough because you watch almost six hours of pro wrestling. Yeah. It's been rough. I, I'd rather watch it, have two and a half hours on on Tuesday and two hours on Wednesday than, uh, you know, suffer through six hours of wrestling. But I, I like what you said, too, Mark, and the fact that, like, you know, the ratings are going up. And, you know, during the pandemic, obviously, we saw the ratings kind of tumble down across the board for all the shows. But now you're seeing it now, even in some instances, surpass what the ratings were even before the pandemic. And I I really do think at at, at its core, at its core, pro wrestling is a TV product. I understand the arenas. I understand WrestleMania is in stadiums. But you go back to even the era of Gorgeous George, you know, pro wrestling was custom made for for TV, look at all the the studio wrestling in the seventies and eighties. Mark, it was custom made for TV, and and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. And we'll talk about it, Mark. Our experiences in the Thunderdome. I think AEW and WWE have done a phenomenal job of adjusting and evolving with what's going on right now in our world. Like AEW has been managed to get like a couple hundred fans in the building. They might come up. You know, you hear him, you know, singing along to Fozzie's Judas. 
it sounds like Chris Jericho said on our air, you know, a million, a, 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 you know, a sold out Madison Square Garden. And then I, I got to admit, I, I really do like the Thunderdome. You know, I like yeah. seeing the expression on people's faces. I like the fact that, you know, you hear some crowd noise and things like that. I think they've done a wonderful job, and I think it's paying dividends now because the ratings are rising. Dave, you and I uh, both agree that the pivot of going back to the old school uh, shooting the ramp and hearing the wrestlers come down – now, of course, you got so many multiple cameras, you could do so many different things that they couldn't do back in the 70s and 80s. But I remember going to the podium and watching the guys, you know, do their interviews and promos at, at the curtain with the logo behind them and the announcer standing there. I think that's one of the few things that, I, that they should go back to. Uh, Power was doing it. Um, I think that AEW and um, NXT and, and Raw and SmackDown would all benefit from doing the promos on, behind a set. They do it on a set, but they do it all over the arena. It's different every time. I just think that the, the old um, doing it at a curtain with the logo is, is kind of nostalgic and, and would be fun. But the fact that we have pro wrestling – on Tuesday and Wednesday, not competing against each other, and everybody is not tired, you're going to get people that are, you're going to get a million people watch on Tuesday and a million people watch on Wednesday. From now on, if the product stays the same. Like I said, the last two weeks, great shows on both brands. I really agree with you. And you look at Tuesday with the match between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. I mean, lights out to start the show. Phenomenal. And then, you know, Bully praised this up and down on the show yesterday. Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley. Fantastic. And then you look at Wednesday with, with Dustin Rhodes and Brody Lee. Um, just just great wrestling and, and, and segments. and Like, they're, they're really, I think, NXT had its best show on Tuesday in, in, in the last six months. Yeah. Like, I really and thought that show was absolutely phenomenal. Dave, um, imagine saying, okay, uh, we're going to have Finn and Adam Cole have a match. And you would say, okay, that would be a nice main event. And then you go, no, we're going to put that on first. Well, come on, man. There's no way nobody's going to be able to follow that. What? Are you shitting me? Mercedes and Rhea came out at the last of that match and had a cage match. I, it's safe to say that I've never in my career seen two women have a cage match like that one. They did everything men did. They took the same falls. They climbed the cage. They... One of the most hard-hitting <laughs> matches that I've seen in six months, male or female. They were beating each other up. They deserve the respect of pro wrestling. And I think that it's safe to say now they've pigeonholed themselves into working that style. And Mercedes Martinez 
is going to rise up the board now because of that one match, and Rhea Ripley is back. I complained about her hair being blonde. I did not see what color her hair was. <laughs> On Tuesday, all I saw was one of the elite wrestlers in this world. And, man, more's got to be done. I, I, I mean, that's, wow. It was super impressive. They followed one of the best matches, that individual matches that I've seen this year. And uh, I will put it in my top 20 matches. It, it, it was fantastic, Mark. And you look at the last week's, if you look at since the last time you and I were on the show together, which was last Friday, you look at SmackDown on Friday night with the promo of Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, which was phenomenal. You look at the, you know, uh, Bailey turning on Sasha. What a moment yeah. that was on Friday. Then you look at, you know, Retribution finally speaking on Monday, which people have been waiting the, the, the amazing job, and nobody's talking about this, a Dominic in the ring on Monday as well. Whoa. I, I mean, I mean. The, he the, executed the, stuff that the only person that I've seen execute like that was one his dad. Yeah. And the other was La Parca. Like they did stuff like some that twisting, whirling dervish stuff. Man, that's that's elite. That, How about and, the and slide Lucha? outside the ring? He slides outside the yeah. ring, catches Murphy in a sunset flip, and puts him through a table. Through a table. I mean, I, I, I was like, oh, my gosh. I went back to being a kid, and that was a kid doing it. Unbelievable week of wrestling, man. And then you go to Tuesday with the matches that we just talked about. And then Wednesday, uh, then our own Tommy Dreamer in the main event against Eric Hell Young of a on match. Tuesday at Impact. I mean, he's still got it. Got the Terry fight, the Terry Funk look going during the main event on, on Impact. And then Wednesday with <laughs> AEW Dynamite, you get the surprise of Miro showing up, formerly Rusev, with the WWE. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, what can you possibly complain about from this week? The WWE Impact AEW, like, and then even with New Japan now, like, with everything, the, the breakdown of with the G1, like, you look at the world of pro wrestling this week. You're getting, we are on all cylinders. If It doesn't matter if you're in, more into the sports entertainment or you want the moments and the surprises or you like just the, the stake of a match. Pro wrestling this week from you know, Pillar to Post gave you absolutely everything, Mark. Yeah, how about Darren Young being in New Japan now? Is that awesome? Wow. I was just like, man, this is great. This is great. Pro wrestling has really taken everything to another level. And I think some of it is the, the microscope is on wrestling, so you really don't want to be caught with your trousers down. But I think some of it is just that now everybody's adjusted. Everybody finally has found a foothold and said, okay, this is what it is in pro wrestling now as it relates to, you know, no house shows that, you know, we're in live, we're in arenas. The live event is every television show. We're live in your house. Yep. That's, that's the new trend of wrestling. I think that everybody's adjusted and, and we're going to get good wrestling from now on. 
Hey, everybody, this is Fran Freshella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic buys it into Mickey, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. He didn't bring his guitar, but we love him anyway. Justin Labar. <laughs> Justin, how are you, man? I don't just set the bar. I am Labar. Oh! 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 I'll touch it. That's <laughs> it. He blew it up. He blew it up. It's but, over. Uh, it's, it's over. over. But, no more know, rhyming. Mark- Mark and I have been talking a lot before we get into because there's a lot to get into uh, today with you, Justin, is um, you look at the world of pro wrestling. And we've talked a lot about the struggles that every company has had, Justin, during this pandemic. But, man, what a great week. You know, AEW getting over a million viewers the first time they've been able to do that the entire year of 2020. Uh, NXT has been a big surprise and a hit on Tuesday nights. They're not normally actually getting better viewership on on their non-scheduled, you know, Wednesday shows. I mean, this has been a pretty cool week when you look at the viewership and the popularity right now for pro wrestling. Oh, absolutely. It is. And, you, you know, it's great. You want to see companies thrive. You know, see, so yeah, getting over a million for AEW, NXT, you know, yeah, it's not on the normal night, but hey, they're unopposed. So they're getting uh, some better viewership and they're putting on a solid product up and down. You know, when you, when you have uh, big moments like Miro, formerly known as Rusev, uh, surprising the audience. And, and, and what was a segment? I'll be honest. I, I didn't have much interest in the segment. When I heard Kip Sabian's going to announce his best man, I just thought it was going to be something comic. I thought it was going to be yeah. what we saw with the two false falsies of, of best man. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, that that's the segment of the night. That's getting a limited capacity crowd to do a holy shit chant. You know, so, uh, yeah, th- this is a good time. Um <clears throat> You know, I, I'm looking at Mondays. I want Mondays to do better. Um, I, you know, they're going to have Monday Night Football. They're going to have NBA playoffs this Monday. It's the first time they're going to have serious sports competition since this pandemic started. So I hope that uh, some of the bright spots we've seen on Raw, some of the intrigue of, okay, who's retribution, you know, what's going on. You know, Randy Orton's obviously always a, a solid part of the show. So I'm hoping they bring their A game. I'm hoping that, that the competition, uh, you know, uh, forces their hand. But yeah, it, 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 this is a fun time right now across the board for wrestling fans. There's no doubt about it. And even like when you look back at uh, Friday on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and, and Paul Heyman, you're getting you're getting those moments and you're getting those surprises. And I think it has a lot to do with the world of wrestling are finally evolving because I think, you know, they probably held back on certain things, Justin, because, hey, when are fans going to be able to be back? Are, are, and I think now they're realizing, you know what, there's nothing that we, we, can't, we can't wait any longer because who knows when that moment's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, there was obviously it, it definitely felt like they were holding back all through the time when they were in the PC that maybe they weren't um, you know, un- unloading every possible deliverable there. But, yeah, you're right. You said it. You know, we can't sit around and just say, well, we're going to hold that until there's fans back. We're going to hold that, you know, because we, you know, we don't know when we're holding that till. Um, so, yeah, and it does feel like, you know, when having guys like Roman Reigns back now that they're in the Thunderdome, Sami Zayn's, 
Um, you know, it, it definitely feels like now that this maybe any any kind of any kind of handcuff that might have been on creative has been, I don't know if completely taken off, but definitely loosened. It feels like they're, they're operating a little bit more now creatively from what could happen uh, the way they would in a normal situation, as opposed to you know what they had been doing uh, in the PC for the five or six months prior. When you look at the surprise of Miro on Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, Justin, and the first thing that kind of comes out of his mouth is about his Twitch. And, you know, AEW's made a, a couple of digs, one on Wednesday and another one on Saturday during their pay-per-view with Kip Sabian. Like, th- that has been a big, big talking point all week is about those third-party uh, uh, avenues uh, to make money for, for the talent in the WWE. What's the latest on that right now? Yeah, this is a huge story in the past seven days. This uh, initially broke. It was initially an exclusive on WrestlingInc.com uh, where I do some podcasting for them. So shout out to them. Uh, that Yeah, Vince, you know, he, he was kind of coming down. He, you know, the, the cameos, the Twitch, the YouTube, that, you know, uh, talent making money off of these other avenues would be a no-no. Uh, there was a huge reaction from that, both from, it seems, internally and uh, from the fans when they when they started seeing these reports. It seems like once everybody got together for TV on Monday, it's calmed down a little bit. A little more clarifications happened. Uh, maybe Vince's, um, you know, uh, talked more with his inner circle. Uh, it seems like it's not going to be as tight of a, of a of a reign as we thought it would be. It seems like they're going to be willing to allow some you know, some monetization to happen if you're using your real name, not your WWE-owned character name. Uh, it seems like WWE is even trying to see if they can get involved and try to, you know, work on some kind of a revenue share if they feel it's mm. it's, it's worthwhile. You know, I mean, I, again, it's 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 a it's a fine line because. Again, if you know they're independent contractors, which that's that's a, a long-standing debate of their independent contractors, but uh, certain control WWE has over them, even though they're classified as such. You know, if they're using their real name, a, a real name that has nothing to do with their character on, on TV, then you you would think, okay, that's that's their own business, that's their own right. Uh, but then you run into situations of you know, blurred lines. You know, if you, if you, if you're asking for a cameo from some of these guys or girls and cameos are basically asking for shout outs and essentially asking for, you know, these talents don't just cut promos uh, at the request of, of the paying customer. Well, now they're cutting promos in the character and likeness of which WWE owns. So it's, it's just a, it's a blurry, fuzzy line uh, here in 2020. So I, I know it's, it's certainly not been something uh, it's not been a positive one. It's certainly been something that's, that's called calls a lot of outcry and, you know, I don't, I don't know if Mark's heard anything more or could speak to anything about it. You know, Mark, obviously, you, you know, you've, you've performed your whole life as Mark Henry, which is your legal given name. And so it's, it's just such a weird situation because you want these guys and girls to be able to earn and, and make the money and put food on the table. But at the same point, you got to respect that, you know, WB is the machine that also uh, allowed them to even do so in the first place. Well, you also got to look at it like, how do we want to be represented? And uh, we represent my mom used to tell, give me the disclaimer when I left my house. Listen, when we go in this store, you don't touch nothing, you don't ask for nothing, and you stand right next to me the whole time. I knew those three rules. The WWE has those disclaimers when you sign that contract. Don't ask for nothing, (laughs) don't touch nothing, and stand right here. You knew that when you signed your deal. When you have a booking contract, it's negotiated the way they want it from the beginning. It's up to you to hire a lawyer and say, this is something that I I feel passionate about. 
I definitely want to do this and have that written in the language in your contracts. You cannot expect them to give you everything. You have to negotiate it. And um, just because I own my name and that I was Mark Henry before wrestling and it's had established that didn't mean that I didn't have to have a good legal team to be able to do the things that I've done and to do the things that I'm doing. Um, that was negotiated. It, it didn't happen by accident. So, um, you know, guys and girls are going to have to pay more attention to that. Yeah, Mark, and you bring up that, and it's, it's a great point to, to make. Uh, you bring up the point about negotiation, and I think what some of these talents might be running into is th- this wasn't necessarily on their mind whenever they are whenever they signed their last contract with WWE, whether it be a year, two years, three years ago. But you know, here we are again in this pandemic where we're home a lot more. They're not traveling the live event schedule they used to, and so oh, okay, I'll get on this cameo to to, to make a few extra bucks and interact with fans, or I'll get on twitch and, and do some live streaming you know, it's almost like it just kind of came about because you know a, a, an unusual amount of time at home has as has, has came has, has arrived for them so yeah now but now you, you, the jigs up now w now when you go back around you're gonna have to negotiate really well because wwe and their team they're well aware of it and they're making their stance uh so when you try to go to redo your next deal it's going to be already on the table uh ready to defend also you have to think about non-competes there are sponsors that the WWE has that you have to, you, they owe a responsibility to those sponsors to not have conflicting and competing products from the talent on social media. If, if, if WWE has Coke and somebody's doing Pepsi on whatever, then you can't do that. That's hurting sure. the company. Sure. So that's the thing that people got to understand. The fans have got to understand. They look at it like the WWE is uh, being a tyrant in some things. And some stuff, you can just say, you know what, that don't matter. The WWE has got to be bigger than that. But there's some things that are going to be non-compete issues where people just have to have better sense and not be greedy. Don't be greedy, guys. Like, of course, the system can be better. It could be better, just like this country can be better. Stuff has to be worked out and negotiated. Don't be shy or don't be afraid to bring stuff to the table when you start a negotiation, because when you start a negotiation, then you're at the point to where you have to decide, am I going to work for this company? Do I want to work for this company? And does this company really want me? Because if they do, then there's going to have to be concessions. And everybody knows, goes to the table with that in mind. Don't get mad at me when I bring this up. I would tell Vince that. Look, I don't want you to be pissed when I say what I'm about to say. Because you know I'm going to say it, right? All right, Mark, what do you want to say? Well, you're not going to hold it against me, right? (laughs) No, I'm not going to hold it against you. All right, well, this is what I want. I think it's imperative. It's going to help me. It's going to help my family. Like, you, you, need, you need an agent. You need a manager. Sometimes you have to have the personal conversations with the office, but then you also have to have a legal person go, listen, his life depends on this. His family, he, he's got a, two kids that need to go to private school. Like, if you, you want him to be a good worker, 
have you want him to be a, a responsible, selfless worker? Don't make him think about what's going on at home. That's what you need. Me and Dave, we got Rick Whitney. Everybody needs representation. So that being said, like, learn to negotiate, hire somebody. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you money to do it. So, you know, keep that in mind, guys, when you start this, this negotiating process. People that are working normal um, nine to five jobs, not saying that there's anything wrong with that because I've done them. But they're not negotiating with their bosses about royalties and, and six-figure deals and yeah. six-figure, seven-figure deals. So, like, the people that are on social media making all of these claims have no idea what that really is. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but don't bring me no bad news. Uh, uh, that's another song. But um, you have to be able to, yeah, I'm crazy. Uh, you have to be able to negotiate and get somebody to negotiate for you. And you have to be smart, but it, it's so it's it, there's a lot of layers to this, right, Justin? Because you look at um, you know the world of pro wrestling, and, and, and you know this would, obviously wouldn't have been a conversation you know 25, 30 years ago because a lot of these cameos and like you mentioned Twitch, it's they're going by their real name, they're not in character. That's something that would have been inconceivable decades ago in the world of pro wrestling, where somebody is actually doing something publicly using their real name and completely out of character. So in a lot of ways, I understand. Well, I'm 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 not using my character, I'm not using my likeness, and I'm using my real name. But Justin, like you said. And a lot of these cameos, they want you to be who they see on TV. So you are using your character yeah. and you are using your likeness. But then at the same time, it's a bad look. There's a pandemic going on. They're, I'm sure their bottom line is completely different because there's no live events. There's no merchandise being sold at those live events. There's no public appearances, which I'm sure are things that they get paid extra for that they're not able to do. So this kind of supplements that income that they're probably losing out on during this pandemic. So I can see, I can, I can obviously see both sides of what's going on. And I guess Mark and Justin, as a performer, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to say, well, what's more important? Is it, is it the money I'm making from the WWE or is it the money that I'm making off of Twitch and cameos? Paige has been very, very vocal on social media. where like, I'm not giving up my Twitch. So I'm guessing that she probably makes some bank off a of Twitch that she's not willing to give up. And who knows, maybe it's as equal or more than what she makes with the WWE. I'm just, I, I don't know that. But for her to be so vocal, it must be something very, very bankable, what she's doing outside of Dave, the have you seen Dave, have you seen some of the numbers? No. So they, they came out with a list of some of the numbers of people that were, and Justin would know, um, probably better than I better than I do, but I I, I mean just from cameos, um, you know Big E was at the top of the spectrum, getting you know near sixty five thousand dollars. So yeah, that's not chump change at all. Yeah, yeah, Paige as well. I I can't recall which if it was cameo or if it was Twitch, which one. But I but there was one that was also a report of of uh, somebody did the math based upon the breakdown and the algorithm of how. It gets monetized, and, and for one of them, I want to say it was Cameo. Uh, they they estimated she's probably around forty five, forty seven thousand a month. So, 
you know, yeah, it's not chump change. I mean, and, but you know, and then you have to look at each individual person again, Paige is, is a situation of, you know, she's not a wrestler anymore. So not to say her loyalty to WWE is not strong, but it's not like, uh, you know, for her, I can see, it. I'm going to fight for this side hustle that I got because it's not like I'm, it's not like that's affecting my booking to run for a title to get booked for, you know, she's an, she's an, an ambassador, a talking heads role for them. So, you know, that's a different situation versus maybe a biggie who it's like, all right, do you want to fight for your side hustle of 65,000 a month on, on, on this streaming platform or, or do you just negotiate $60,000 in your contract? Hey, if I'm not going to do uh, social media, I was proven to make X amount of dollars uh, for the year. Like, can I get that money in up front or in a signing bonus or whatever? Like, you, that's the way the contracts are going to have to go from now. You have to negotiate these things. Otherwise, then you pull the independent contractor card. Like, this is not really being an independent contractor. And I should be able to do this. Like, as long as I don't, I do something that's not competing with what the sponsors are, then I'm leaving money on the table, guys. Like, is that fair to me? And those conversations are going to become, they're not going to, you're not going to get, especially if you're over, you're not getting fired for that, for bringing up that conversation. You're not, they're not going to let you go. You're a viable commodity. Come on. Spe- Especially when they have viable competition happening right now. With yeah, they're not, they're, you there's know. competition yeah. in the world too. Yeah, like now, you don't cut your hand off to spite your arm. <laughs> now, now, Justin, tell me if I'm wrong though. But the crust of this whole thing wasn't about the money that was being made by the performers. It was about um, certain, I guess, maybe questionable things that were going on. Like, is it? Is it? Is it like? Because it was almost like, all right, you're a part of the WWE, so. You, there, there's a certain image that the WWE is portraying and maybe some of those things that are going on on the outside is, you know, is a little bit unlike what the WWE wants to portray. Yeah, I mean, obviously with, um, especially with, with the, the, the services that are where fans can request. So, I mean, you know, what's to say uh, a blog or a podcast that is very uh, unreputable, says terrible things, you know, something that WWE would never want to endorse. What's to stop that blogger podcast for reaching out and asking a particular performer for, you know, recording a, a promotional line or something like that. But then even more so, you know, I believe Dave Meltzer had put a report out, but it was also refuted, which we'll get to. David put a report out saying that what started all of this uh, WWE cr- cracking down on the third parties was Lana as a real name, CJ Perry having a, 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 an, an independent endorsement, I believe with an energy drink. And that, 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 and their brand, you know, didn't sit well with what WWE wanted. But I say that that's what Dave reported. But then Miro, before showing up on AEW, was very open on his Twitch, as he's been, has been engaging with the fans, saying that's a complete lie. That's not the case. uh, And had some choice words for (laughs) Mr. Meltzer. So, you know, but it definitely seems like that it's somewhere in there, whether Lana was the the case that that broke the, 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 that broke the camel's back, whether she was a stroll that broke it. Regardless, it does seem that that's a factor that WWE is not liking is, again, kind of like to what Mark said, is, is, is there's, there's way, it's, it's way easy to get off the track and off the, off the line of where they want to be in terms of brand and who they're associated with. So, Yeah, and the WWE does not want to be associated with everything. And they're entitled to that, actually. If, if I'm Vince and it's my brand and I don't necessarily agree with you doing X, then I'm going to tell you, hey, don't, don't do X. 
because I want this brand that we've been working on for like six months that you don't know about. They're not going to explain everything to you as an individual talent. You don't think that they're working behind the scenes <laughs> on certain things? I don't have to. I don't have to. Vince knows that he doesn't have to respond to certain things. So abide by it, do it. And this is a knee-jerk reaction, just so you know. This is not going to be the way it's going to be forever. This is right now. Until they clean up everything and, and, and let everybody, they have a few meetings and say, guys, bring to us what you're doing. The money is going to be there whether you, it's now or it's next month or it's next year. It's going to be there. They still won't want you. Don't let people put the pressure on you of thinking that you can't bring it to us and we're going to just say no. The, the whole need, this whole knee jerk reaction of stop it all right now is the main, is the regain control. Yeah. It's to, it's to maintain the control and then to be able to go down the line and say, okay, Braun Strowman, stop doing this. Alexa Bliss, stop doing this. Paige, we don't want that. Everybody's going to get there, but you think they're going to be able to do that with 85, 100 people over a few months? It's going to take a year to get all of this solved. So well, stop it. And I think that's what freaked everybody out. Like you said, Mark, knee jerk reaction is that, I mean, this kind of came out of nowhere. It, it's like, you know, if, you know, I, I think, I think of guys like Xavier Woods, who has been so passionate and so successful with his, you know, up, up, down, down with his, what, what he does on YouTube. And then all of a sudden just to hear this come out that Vince is saying, shut it, shut everything down. I mean, that, that's, you know, I, I can only imagine. I mean, so it's, it's, I mean, it's good to hear that again, they got together Monday when everybody was back for TV and it seems like, you know, they're going to try, like you said, they're going to try to clean this up and try to find boundaries, let guys and girls say, here's what I'm doing. Can I keep doing it? But yeah, I mean, this is, um, you know, this, this, this has so many dynamics as we've, I think we've covered most of them. There's so many dynamics here with the names, who owns what, who's doing what, can I get this money to supplement what I'm going to lose out on over here? It's crazy stuff. And that's usually yeah. the company. That's usually the company thing in, in all businesses is the knee jerk reaction. All right. Let's sh let's shut it down for right shut now until down. until we can discuss and, and let's figure out a way where we can all kind of maintain this and we all succeed doing this. Because I think the big sticking point, like for me, as, as I'm a full time employee with with Sirius XM. So if they don't like me, say, going on, you know, with Justin Labar on uh, at Wrestling Inc., I, I have to say, hey, you you know what? I'm a full-time employee with SiriusXM. If they don't want me to do that, I can't do it. But I think the big sticking point that a lot of people keep bringing up is that they're independent contractors. So I think when you hear independent contractor, it's like almost like, all right, there's certain things you can't do, do for me. I understand that, but there's certain things I can do because I'm an independent contractor. I think that it's that it's that term independent contractor that a lot of yeah. people are keep, you know, keep highlighting. And if you say employee, then there are some things that come along with being an yes. employee that the WWE has not done through its talent because everybody's not an employee. And there have been wrestlers that actually have been employees. So how do I get in that category? Ask the question. I'm not going to divulge all the information because you got to pay for that. <laughs> you want some counsel? Call me.
<laughs> I will hook you up for a small nominal fee. <laughs> but but I think you know what, Mark. Though I think it's a kind of a sign of the times where it's like where you know probably the right thing or the right thing to do business wise is like, all right, let me call my agent, let me call my representative, have them deal with it, so I don't have to. But a lot of people now with social media, they go right to social media and be like, screw that, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I think that's where things get a little bit dicey. Yeah, because you're actually throwing down the gauntlet like, well, what are you going to do? Because this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you something. The WWE does not like ultimatums. They would rather you have some balls and say, guys, like, listen, I'm just trying to feed my family. You know how much I make here. You know how much I got to pay in taxes here. I need to get this supplemental income so I can pay for my kid's school. You want me to be happy at work? You want me to be out here and be free to do all the things that I, that's necessary for me to do? Let me not think about home. And it's going to cost this much extra in my life for me to be able to have that freedom. And then it's over with. The conversation is now you put it on the table and it's up to them to go, you know what, is it worth arguing with this person over 50 grand or 70 grand or whatever it is? Just give it to them. But bring it up. Don't go to social media and go, damn it, the WWE sucks. They won't give me this. They won't give me that because you're afraid to ask for it. That's why you don't get it. A closed mouth don't get fed. That's what they used to say where I grew up. <laughs> Speak up for yourself. I rest my case. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Can't believe like, Justin's like, actually. How y'all let me get serious? Don't do that. No, I like when you get serious. I, and just, I, I can't believe Justin's smiling. The, the, the football season's about to start. His football team doesn't even have a name. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> I mean, I. Like I don't even know the rules. Like I like I. Hey, like, you, you see how he turned his hat around? He embarrassed. <laughs> no, because Bless I don't know if the, I don't know if this offends. I don't know what Bless the rules. Bless his heart. Are. Like, yeah. Bless his heart. Like Bless early on, true, true story. Early on in this pandemic, when I realized okay, masks are a thing that's going to be around for a while, I went on and ordered a whole bunch of Washington Redskins masks. This is like in April. It took months, the back order, because everybody's trying to get masks. They came yeah. in. Three days later, the damn team drops the, the name. So now I got all these Redskins masks that say Redskins. Send them back. No, collector's like, items. They're collector, but I can't. But the other collector's items, what are they going to make money in, in 60 years? Like, I can't wear them out because I, I don't know if I'm offending somebody. I don't know what the yeah, rules you, are. It's, it's offensive. Yeah, it's so offensive. Like, you and Peter Rosenberg, you know Peter Rosenberg is a is a big Washington Redskins fan. You well, yep. Yep. Washington team football fan team. now, yeah. football team. But like my thing is, is this been offensive for a long time? Because Redskin is a is a derogatory. It's not like the Kansas City Chiefs, where there are Chiefs. If you said low man on the totem pole, that's disrespectful. Yeah. There's certain terms that you can say, okay, this is good. The Seminole, the, the, the Fl Florida State Seminole, that's the, the Seminole Indians are in, come from that area. It's, mm -hmm. it's an honor to name the team after an indigenous people. But 
to call something. You might as well say if they had a team called the 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 Tampa Bay Pale Face. <laughs> yeah. You see how disrespectful and hateful that is? Every day we 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 live in this world of well, that's just the way it is. No. Shit can be changed. If I feel disrespected by the name of some I, man, listen. There have been brands like Aunt Jemima and stuff like that. I remember seeing an Ajax commercial on social media the other day. And the whole premise of the commercial was um, all of these all of these African American people um, them using the product to make the people white and sparkly and shiny. But the whole point was they made it seem like that these African-American people were dirty. And, and, and that hurt me. So if my friends see that, I want my friends to go, no, nah, Mark, feel bad about that. That's bullshit. Y'all need to change that or I'm never coming back. And I'm going to tell everybody else to never come here. That's what America need right now. We need change. We need people speaking up and helping. Out. I don't know how we got here, guys. But I'm just saying, don't let me get serious. We we need some comedy to lighten this fun. moment because no, I'm about to like go off and I need help. I was just I, need help. I was just hoping that we could change Justin from being a Washington fan to a Cowboy fan. That's all I was trying. Oh, we, we could do well, that. It, there's we could always do that. room. There's always room, Justin. I have I have put and myself we won't through judge you either. I put myself through uh, so much pain. Do you think I'm just going to trade that in and join? I, I can't. I, we, we look. We got rid of the Redskins name. Hopefully, we'll find a better name in the next year. Now we just need to get the yeah. owner out of there. And 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 and, and all. Oh, Dan Snyder. How can you <laughs> support somebody like Dan out. Snyder? I supported it before he got there. Unfortunately, yeah, I know. Hey, brother, I, know. I understand. I remember David. David is a Cowboy fan too. One and fifteen, two and fourteen. And five years of five and eleven. Remember that, Dave? Yeah, and you know we what? That one in fifteen worst. year. The one in fifteen year. Who did we beat, Mark? The Washington Redskins. That's right. That's right. Uh, we don't need any more of your facts room. and trivia here, Dave. Not, not <laughs> Come on in. Come on in, Justin. There's plenty of room. The football season started last night. It I'm smells sure like talk. lemon pledge over here. It <laughs> smells delicious over here. It really it's does. Clean. We have cookies. We have cookies here and everything. Yeah. Unless Ice Mark's tea. making me some of his ribs, I don't want to join your bandwagon. <laughs> All right, man. Look, you come, <laughs> you come to, you come to Dallas for the the uh, Washington football team versus the Cowboys. I'll get you some ribs, and I'll have a Dallas Cowboy hat waiting on you. There you oh, go. Man. Or maybe this joke has gone too far with Justin Labar. Justin, thank you so much for the time as always. <laughs> no more rhyming. On a, Friday, on a Friday. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. All you need is a moment to get somebody over. Then the Barak Show keeps you updated on all things boxing. Let's not say that Canelo hasn't fought anybody with fighting guys on the way out. And Jimmy Smith has you covered for mixed martial arts. Do you want to look behind the curtain and see what these guys have to deal with for the amount of money they're making? The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. It's a Falls Count Anywhere Friday, and we're having fun with the Busted Open Nation today. 
Uh, we always have fun on a Friday, but today I think uh, too many whippets. Maybe I don't know what it was, but <laughs> we did so we did something today that got us in a type of a mood that we're in. And uh, I just, you know what, I I honestly just love and have fun with the Busted Open Nation. We have the best fans. We have the number one uh, sports talk radio show on Sirius XM, most listened to show. And it's all because of our our fans. It's all because of the Busted Open Nation. So, Mark, I like having shows like this where we just have fun and we just appreciate the people who gave us this great gift, which is Busted Open. So thank you to all the nation members today. Appreciate all of you guys. Like, this is something that uh, I really I look forward to uh, in my week. Like, Busted Open has been a, a godsend for me. Uh, the people that I've met, the things that I've learned. And, you know, we was talking about stuff that you learn. Um and this this goes for like bosses. This is goes for employees. Like you know, you want to get better. I, I talked to Gabby yesterday, and I've reached out to people to help me get better. Dave has been one of those people that helped me get better. I'm um, recently going through some studying and some you know studies with Brian Brushwood, who uh, if you if you haven't heard about him or don't know about him like go and look up the modern rogue uh, Brian Brushwood is a magician really famous magician uh, magician uh, the the guys had three shows go to a million viewers on YouTube and that's who's mentoring me and trying to show wow. me how to make this world this world of radio and TV get better and social media. So like you you have to have people and but he knows a lot but he doesn't treat me like I'm a peon like I don't know anything. He's educating me. He's trying to show me how to get better every week and learn something new and uh it's, it may not pay off right now but it's going to pay off and I wish more bosses, I wish more uh, mentors were that way. And um, there, you can't fuss at somebody for something they don't know. If you don't know, teach them. Like, don't, don't hold stuff away from you just so you can, you know, browbeat. I know more than you. I'm your boss. Like, come on. Like, let's, let's, uh, let's do our best to help each other out. Uh, I, 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 I love it when the nation calls in and tells us that they appreciate us slowly explaining some things because some of it is complicated. And um, I, I just, you know, golly, I, I love the nation. I'm so glad that everybody is um, loving us the way we love them and appreciate them. And let's go right to the nation because we have a ton of calls. So we're going to take your calls this last hour on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. Let's go out to Alfredo in Virginia. Alfredo, what do you want to talk about, buddy? I love Alfredo. Hey, real sauce. quick, I just, um, first of all, I, I want to thank you guys for what you do. Um, and, and, and just to tell you real quick what, what wrestling means to me, um, I was in the Navy during 9 11, and I was up in Maryland, and I'll never forget calling my wife and telling her um, after I saw the, the the second tower go down, telling her, pack a bag and keep it by the door. If I call you again, 
get in the car and go to your uh, to your parents' house. They lived in Cleveland because things are going down. Um, and then I remember uh, because I was on shore duty, I, I spent nights, um, hold, you, you know, uh, holding it an M sixteen, sitting on the uh, on by the waterway, and if anybody came up who didn't identify themselves, I remember having to shoot them. And, um, you know, life was very, very, very surreal at that point. Um, I didn't go home for days, so on and so forth. Um, and I needed something to bring me back because my mind was all over the place. And that first WWE event, the first live event, and, and, and I'll tell you, it was a blur. I can't remember any matches on it. I can't even, all I remember was it was there and it got me back into the right mindset. And we fast forward to today, day a hundred and a thousand, a thousand of, of, of being locked up. And I'm in the high risk group. I work from home and I literally don't leave my bedroom. Literally do not leave my bedroom because my office is in my bedroom. <laughs> And um, it's you guys who allow me to remember that life is still going on. It's the Busted Open Nation, it's the WWE, it's AEW, it's wrestling that gives the, that, that keeps me from realizing that this isn't Groundhog Day, that life is still going on and, and, and things are still happening. And, it, and, and to some people it's dumb when I say that, it's like, yeah, it's wrestling. What's wrestling? Wrestling is what is, is is my is my check on reality. Wrestling is what's letting me know that things are moving on. That that without without the madness in the world, without having to get stuck in, without having to stay in my own mind, it's you guys and it's wrestling that got me through nine eleven and that's getting me through this. And so I wanted to thank you with that. You're welcome, wow. brother. And and keep keep your keep your mind strong, bro. Like, you know, you can um we, we talked about this earlier. Um, you know, Skip Bayless pissed everybody off with his uh being so negative and talking about Dak Prescott. Like there are people that have issues and uh they affect them mentally. Uh they they have troubles that they don't talk about, I appreciate you saying that to us because I'm sure that that's not something that you, you just go and, and tell everybody. And, you know, I want anybody that has, that suffers from depression. Like if you listen to our show, call us, like, we'll talk to you. Like, we're not going to rush you. We'll you know, you we, 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 we'll get you through it. We, 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 you talk to join the nation. They have a discord. They, they talk to each other. They help each other. And that's, that's what the best part of this show is, is the fact that we've spawned another show where people are respectful of each other and they want to help out. That's what the whole nation is. So, you know, call in and join the nation. Follow all of the people that Christina's and the Rodney Garza's yep. and Anthony, like Joe call in North these Carolina. Guys, Joe in North Carolina, like reach out to these guys because they're special people to us and we want them to be special to you. 
I, I appreciate that. And, and um, excuse my ignorance, but how do I join the nation? Where do I go to join the nation? There is the, you don't have to go anywhere. You're you're a member of the nation. You uh, by listening to the show, by calling in, by following us on 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 social media, you're you're part of the nation. Now with the Discord that you know the fans have their own show. You know we you know we talked about Christina and Joe from North Carolina. You know they're our, our extended family, and they kind of you know it's kind of spawned in, into a crazy direction. This show, that's how show. Yeah, and reach you know, out to them on the DMs. Like yeah. you know they'll they'll give you the phone numbers and yeah. send. If you have an email address, they'll send you the email of the um, of the Zoom calls and and everything. Like man, they're good people, man. Like no, they are. You, they're you, our you they're our family. And Join the family, your man. Family. Your family, right now, you making this call. Your family, you're part of the nation, Alfredo. Yeah. You're you're part. You're a friend. You're on the friends and family plan with the nation. You know. You'll you're, see. You're, you're you'll the, see us on there. You'll see me and Dave. We come on all the time. Yeah. Well, I I, I appreciate it again. I appreciate everything that you guys do, um, and uh, and and uh, I can't thank you guys enough for keeping me sane. I, I, awesome, I brother. It, so. Awesome. Did I mention that Skip Bayless is a bastard? Yeah, we're going to get into that. Now, Fredo, thanks so much for the phone call. And um, I know you always have that segment. You used to have the segment on the show. We got to start reprising that segment. We used to have the Yeah, your slip is showing. Your slip is showing. And, and like, we have fun. Somebody that said something stupid or did something stupid. But I don't even know if this is a candidate for your slip is showing. This is not Mark, stupidity. This, yeah, this, this is isn't ignorance. Stupid. Yes. Now, I don't even know if it's ignorance. It's just somebody being, uh, somebody just uh, not knowing their role and speaking out of turn and just being like, like, and Mark, before you get into like what Skip Bale said, because I'll give you your platform because you, it deserves to be said. Sometimes people take things way too serious. Football is a game. It's a game that we enjoy watching. But when, yep. but like sometimes, but it's it's not life or death. It's not life or death. If any of it's like with what we're going, what's going on in this world with this pandemic, if you don't know the difference between entertainment and life and death, then you you have a problem. Then you have a problem. And yeah. I think Skip Bayless doesn't understand the difference between a game that's played and life and death. Yeah, you know what? Um, just just going forward, Skip Bayless came on. Um, one of my favorite shows, um, and he just said one of the most asinine things about Dak Prescott, who is a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, really good quarterback. His mother died of cancer uh, a couple of years ago, and his brother took care of her, was at her bedside, uh, for close to five years and watched her die slowly, just like I did. I watched my mother die slowly of cancer. And I was depressed. My wife's father passed away five years ago. She went through a depression. And for Skip Bayless, fucking dick, to come out and say, that Dak Prescott is expressing weakness. And how could somebody that talked about their brother committing suicide from watching his mother die to 
the express weakness. I think that Skip Bayless should suspend himself for a month of shows. I think he should like do some PSAs for um, depression. I think that he needs to get some counseling about how he affects people from some of the things that he says. Because if you've ever been depressed, and I, I, we just talked, we, we, we've talked to people on, on, on this show that was like, man, I was depressed. I was thinking about killing myself. And we, 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 we embrace them. Like, we, we love on them. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.